Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This week's episode of Enough About Me is brought to you by Milton's The Store for Men. If you're planning a trip down the aisle like I am, Dana Katz and his team at Milton's will outfit all the guys in a great suit or tux. Choose from top designer styles in the latest colors and price ranges. And with Milton's buy one, get one free suit sale, it makes much more sense to buy than rent. To make an appointment with one of their experts, call or email wedding at miltons.com. At Milton's, you'll be as comfortable in our stores as you'll be in our clothes. South Shore Plaza, Braintree, and Chestnut Hill Square, Chestnut Hill, Milton's, the store for men. All right, we're back. It's enough about me podcast. My guest for this is Dale Arnold. Took Dale a while to get here. Turned me down many times, but finally agreed to come in. I knew we'd have a good time, and we did. I always get along with Dale, even though we do disagree once in a while. I like him. Uh, I know he likes me. He loves me. Actually, he says in this podcast, we go through everything, our history together. We're essentially two different hosts. We look at things, I think, almost 180 degrees opposite, and we have different philosophies. Uh, he's had a good, long career, and I've had a short one that probably will end uh, a lot a lot sooner than his did, so he'll probably win this one. We talk about Eddie. We talk about Numi. We talk about our differences. We talk about his show. We talk about our show, The Station Today. Mutt, and I will say we taped this before Mutt's uh, arrest was made public, so when Dale rips the shit out of Mutt, understand he did not know at the time that Mutt was going through what he's going through. We kind of go through it all. It's two parts, a lot of fun. I enjoy it. I think you guys will, too. A lot of good inside Radio gossip took Dale a couple minutes to open up, but once he did, he got going. It's part one of the Enough About Me podcast with Dale Arnold. So the last podcast I had was with Jason Wolf, our old boss, uh, your old producer, right? He was the first producer I had at, uh, at EEI when we opened the doors. Right. So the first show I ever did in a day part, a weekday day part, was the Dale and Holly show. I filled in for Michael Holly with Dale Arnold. You might remember the date. It was in February of 2011. I don't know if that month does anything for you at all. I sort of recall some of it, yeah. So we did the show, and I, I don't think – maybe we had met once before. I don't even remember. We did the show. It was fine. I don't remember much about the show. I do remember this actually happened. We walked back into the old you know, midday office. I took a left and went in there just to grab my, my stuff, and Wolfie came out to talk to you. And I, yeah. I mean, I didn't you – know, I figured that – as it does, it happens once in a while. I went back home, and then I think I saw in the middle of the day on Twitter that you were out of a job. Were you? Were you? When I talked to Glenn about it, about his situation, he wasn't like knocked over in shock. Were you completely stunned? Oh yeah, yeah, it, totally. Uh, Jason came in and said, um, "Can we go over to the stockyard and talk for a little bit?" That's not good, right? And I'm thinking, what the hell is that? Is all that about? unusual? I, I mean, it, it had never happened. So yeah, it was, <laughs> it was fairly unusual. Right. So he uh, he asked me to go to the stockyard. Uh, we went to this table in the back, and uh, he he didn't sugarcoat much. He said, "Look, um, we're going to make some changes, and uh, and one of the changes is you're out." And uh, now at the time, middays was the only show on this station that was beating the competition across the street. Right. So I yeah I was <laughs> we're we're number one. <clears throat> we're beating the other guys. Yeah yeah. 
Uh, I understood what they were doing. They felt that they had to prop up Glenn's ratings a bit, so they thought they had to change things up a little. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I thought, okay, you're going to stick Michael with Glenn. I understand that. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I don't know that I necessarily would want to break up Dale and Holly, but I get it. Uh, but then what he said was, we need to get younger, and, and that's, why, that's why we're making this move. Right. Uh, I stood up. I said, uh, I need a minute. I went in the bathroom. Uh, I didn't throw up. Okay, it's a little dramatic. Yeah, yeah. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't throw up. Right. Uh, but I needed to just kind of compose myself a little bit. Yeah. Went back and sat down. Uh, Is he, there part of you? Sorry. Is there part of you at this point where you're thinking, "Why the fuck did you take me to lunch? Like, why don't you just bring, <laughs> why don't you just bring me in the office and tell me so I can go home?" Yeah, I mean, part of no, that. or uh, yeah, no. I, I mean, I'm, I'm wondering, did you do this so that you were afraid I'd make a scene? Oh, it's like the Jerry Maguire thing. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, here, yeah, yeah. what am I going to do in right. the middle of this restaurant? Oh. Am I going to start tipping over tables? And, right. You know, yeah, throwing yeah. plates around yeah, the place yeah, yeah. or something. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, he said, you know, I said, I, he said, do you have any questions? I said, what do you want me to ask? Right. And, a- <laughs> and, and I said, no, I said, I, I think I'm going to go. And he said, uh, well, I want to come to your house and talk to you tomorrow. Really? And, and, yeah, yeah. And, and I. <laughs> Why? Uh, well, he, he showed up at my house the next day. He said, he said, you know, don't go on the air tomorrow. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, and he showed up at my house, and, and he just wanted to he, – he said he wanted to make sure I was okay. I said, I said um, you know, what you basically said is that a guy in his mid-50s right. no longer has a job. Uh, and, you know, now I'm thinking about where am I going to go? What am I going to do? Are I've you got, think, but are you thinking at that point I, – I, I, I have no idea because we've never talked about this. Are you thinking, well, you just fired me because of my age. This is now a legal issue? Oh, no, I, I, didn't, I, I didn't think of the legal issue thing. No. But he made it pretty clear that they fired me because of my age. He said right. we need to get younger. Yeah. Um, so they, they put Mutt and Lou in the middle. I never know what that means either, by the way. I've never understood – I mean, I understand it's like it's, – it it's, it's rhetoric. It's stuff they say – it's it's like HR tells him to say something. You got to right. give him a reason. Well, do you believe like we? So I guess I had Wolfie on, and Jason said if we're up to him, he would have brought you. I don't know if you heard it or not. Would have brought you in. I had no desire to listen to what Jason Wolf had to say. <laughs> well, I think this might answer my question. Then or now or any other time in my life. Okay, but he brought. Uh, <clears throat> he said he what he wanted to do was bring you in and say, hey, listen, we're going to cut your pay. He didn't want to fire you. That's his side of the story. Is that this no, this that's is pressure. Bullshit. That's bullshit. So of you think it's a wolf it decision? Uh, this was Jason Wolf and know, Julie Kahn. Okay, because, because I was going to say, you know, pro, I've been now doing this long enough to know the program director is not going to fire somebody on their own. No, this was Jason Wolf and Julie Kahn. Uh, now, money ended up being a big part of it. Right. You know, they ended up paying Mutt a lot less than they were paying sure. me. If they had said to you, if Wolf had brought you into to, to the stockyard and said, listen, you're making X, you're now making 60% of X, is a guy with a family. Was, I would have had to take it. you gotta, you got to sit because, there and take it, right? Because as it turned out, um, in, in the interest of trying to keep my family afloat and keep right. things going, uh, I ended up working here for $36,000 a year. That first year? No. The first year they had to pay off my contract. Oh, okay. And then so, beyond that, to do vacation fill-ins and so weekends. you're going to pay $36,000 to work with me? Yeah, that's rough. That part that's, was worth it. The rest of it <laughs> sucked. About that. But, Jesus uh, Christ! Uh, but that's, you know, thankfully Nesson saved my ass. But right. uh, but that's what I ended up having to do. So so this happens. My take on it was at the time I didn't know you very well. I was friends and remained good friends with Mutt, as you know. So the transition happens. I, I, I got to admit, Mutt Maloney show did, did not. I was not excited about the prospect of that from the start. It seemed a doomed failure. I, I would concede that. Uh, and I've been critical, and you know that. We've talked about it. 
Do you feel bad at all knowing Muddy's good guy? Do you feel like you were too tough on him? I was, you a, took, you, I was a total dick to Mutt. Right. And, and I have since told him that, yeah, by I mean, the there's way. Nothing. I, I was a total dick to him. I was completely wrong. But I was mad. No, that's what I'm saying. You channeled your anger. I lashed out. You channeled uh, your anger somewhere that you, because it was there. They they offered this guy from New Hampshire a job. And if I was in his position, I'd have done the exact same thing he did. Sure. Uh, you know, I, I felt, well, the only reason that, that he's there is because he'll work for a lot less than me. And, well, yeah. you know, my family's now going through crap. Sure, and, sure. And, and so I was mad at him totally unfairly, totally wrong. I, he, he didn't deserve any of that stuff. No, some of it. But uh, without, well, well, that part he did. <laughs> but, but was it tough for you to do that one year for $36,000 and just, you know, say, I, I, have, to, I have to do this? I mean, you worked. You worked. <laughs> tough. The, you worked the Dennis. Tough doesn't even begin to cut. To you cover. worked the Dennis and Callahan show the day of the first Mont Marloni show. Yeah. Now that seems a mistake on everybody's part, don't you think? I mean, you could you could not have wanted to be there for that. Nope. But uh, I know now, Martin now the, Lou didn't want it. Now, <clears throat> when when they first fired me, they still had to pay me, and so right. they you know they were paying me. They were going to make you work for it. And and you know I I was doing Dave O'Brien fill-ins for Red, Red Sox. Sox yeah. Uh, I was doing weekends. I was doing vacation fill-ins, uh, and I was making good money for that. Sure, it was when that year was up that things kind of went in the crapper. So what happened then? You just—they just, just kind of said you're gonna. Well, it's it's a longer story and probably more boring than you care for. That's but right. uh, a few months after they fired me, Jeff Brown called me, right. who I'd never met in my life, didn't know him. Yeah. Uh, he's the guy who replaced Julie Kahn. Yes, and Jeff Brown called me and he said, uh, "I'd like to talk to you." I said, sure, that's fine. Mm-hmm. And he said, I don't want to do it at the radio station. He said, can you meet me in the suite at Fenway Park? I, he's, and, and I guess he, he didn't want people to see us okay. talking. I went to Fenway Park, still had my media pass because I was doing the games. Right. Went into the park, went up to the suite, and he was there. Mm-hmm. And almost the first words out of his mouth mm. were, we've made a mistake here. Right. I said, okay. He said, uh, and, and this is where I always go into my obligatory Jeff Brown imitation. Uh, I want to know if you would put the uniform back on. Oh, God. Yeah. And I said, Jeff, I didn't take the uniform off. <laughs> right. You guys took the uniform off me. And he said, but would you consider coming back? And I said, yes, of course. Uh, I would like to come back. That, that'd be great. Mm-hmm. Okay, I got I to gotta work a few things out. You know, it'll take me a little time, but, but that's the plan. Okay. I go home and tell my wife and kids, good news, right. kids, we don't have to move. Right. Uh, we don't have to sell the house. Uh, you know, this is going to work out. Yeah. The longer he dragged it out, I probably should have been smarter to realize yeah, he that, was tough that to trust. He was, he was dicking me around but pretty what, bad. But what's the purpose of that? Uh, I don't know. I couldn't figure it out. So finally, as we were getting close to my contract expiring and, you know, the yeah. legitimate money expiring. Right. I kept calling him, and he wouldn't return my calls, yes. and I sort of had an idea. Mm-hmm. Finally, right after the Super Bowl, he called me back, and he said, uh, I said, you know, we've talked about this for a while now. You know, what's going on? My contract is up here in a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we're going to stay with what we've got. Okay. So I hang up the phone. I turn to my wife and say, we got to sell the house. Right. Uh, I can't afford. I can't afford to stay here anymore. Right. So you did that, right? Sold the house, yeah. uh, moved, um, wiped out pretty much everything I had for a couple of years. Yeah. Uh, you know, because I had a kid in college, yeah. and I was trying to take care of her, and sure. uh, 
I had another kid, you know, trying to finish up high school. And, yep. um, I mean, what Jason and Julie did was business. What Jeff Brown did was cruel. Well, I mean, listen, as you know, there's legions of legions of stories like that. I, I never, I never, I met with him a couple of times. I met him with him at, at Fenway one time. And I never really, under, it was almost oh, like. Oh, he took you to the suite too? Yeah, no, we went to the, where's the place that you eat in the, at Fenway? You know, the club in there, whatever it was. Yeah. With Wolfie. And it was one of those things where I think he woke up on random days and said, I feel like doing this. And then he talked to you about it. Same thing happened to me and it never happened. And you're thinking, well, what, what, what are we doing here? Like, what is going on? Yeah, and, and. My uh, my wife, I'll give her credit. She said to me, you know, two weeks after I met with him at Fenway, he's not doing this. Bullshit you know, he's this, he's yeah. screwing with you. Right. And I, I remember I said to her, what, what would he get right. out of that? Right. You know, what, what, why would he do that? Yeah. And I couldn't come up with an answer for it. And as it turns out, he didn't need one. Right. Because he wanted to and because he could. So you were sort of in the – well, no, you know what? Let me, I'm going to get to that in a second. I had Michael on the podcast, as you know. Uh, the day of the inauguration, as a matter of fact. We were, on, we were on during two terms. We started in the Obama term and ended in the Trump term. Um, was he the same guy in both terms? Michael? Did his mood change? <laughs> yeah, he got very, yeah. got very upset. Uh, you know, Jerry and I are, are, you know, we have a good relationship. We're yeah. really good friends. Um, I don't know what your relationship is with Michael. I know it's pretty good. I mean, I think you guys are friends. I know that if I found out that Jerry knew I was going to get fired before I got fired. You know me, the way I am. It's probably irrational. There's no question. I don't think I'd be able to speak to the guy for a while. I think I'd be pissed off. I it's, was. It's probably not right. Oh, no, no. I, I was pissed off for a while. I, I mean, as you said, the day they fired me, Michael wasn't on that day. No, he was not. That was not a coincidence. <laughs> I'm sure it was. Uh, you know, that was that was pretty well planned on everybody's part. Right. Uh, uh, and, yeah, I was pissed. So what do you call when you get fired like that? When do you call your partner? How soon? So you get fired at whatever. Uh, you walk out of there. Yeah, I called him within a day or two. I mean, I had to calm down. Did you think? Oh, so you knew that he knew? No, I felt that he knew. I'm, right, I right, felt right. that he had to know. Did he tell? Did Wolfie told you that he was going with Glenn? Uh, he didn't tell me that right away. But you saw. But you, you were yeah, smart. I, I, you know, I could kind of figure out, you know, what, what they were going to do. I mean. And, and I got to tell you, truthfully, Kirk, if I was in Wolfie's place— and I saw the afternoon drive ratings, and I said, you know, how can I bolster what I've got there? I've got Glenn, who's been here a long time, does a great job, but I need to bolster this. What do I do? You know what? I'm going to stick Michael in there. I might have done that. Maybe. Yeah, I, would, I, mean, it I didn't work. I yeah. wouldn't have done to middays what they did. Right. That's where I think they screwed this thing up. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. But so, like, now when you think about it, I mean, obviously you're back with Michael again. We'll get to that whole backstory, how that happened. But there was no part of you for, the, for a while that, that sure. harbored these feelings? And yes, then, of course I was pissed. Because I know you. I mean, you, you weren't like, you never see, did you ever have that conversation with Holly where you're like, what, what the fuck? Why didn't you, you could tell me, I'm your friend, why didn't you tell me? I asked him, I asked him why he didn't tell me. And, and I, think, I think Michael was upset knowing that, you know, there was going to be a pretty big impact on my family. And you know, he but isn't knows. that a reason to tell you? Well, I, I, I mean, it's not like he could change it. It's I know, not like but I, it was gonna, it's not like they weren't going to fire me if he told me. What would you have told him? You know, I, you'd like to say that, yeah. But you know, You're in those did, shoes. would you want to look in Jerry's eyes and say, "Hey, Jerry, they're no, getting rid of you"? No, I would not. And and it's easy to. That's why it, you know, after a while, and I started thinking about but it. Do you think Holly, would I have but, done that? But I'll tell you what, I would have done. And I don't know if Michael did this or not. I don't know if I asked him. I would have fought for you. Yeah, you know what? I don't know the answer to that. You know, I, I don't know if he did. I would have said, well, wait a minute. You, you, you're getting rid of – okay, fine. I'm going to go work with Glenn and make some more money. You're going from middays to afternoons. Totally understandable. Sure. Great. Let's do it. Fantastic. But why are you getting, you're getting rid of this guy, my friend, my partner, this guy who's helped me get in this position? 
is getting fired and like I don't know I think I'd raise some hell about it yeah I don't know it's a great question I, I don't know whether he fought for me uh, he told me that he disagreed with it well I know but that, I don't but... that's not the same as as you know did he go in there and why are these conversations never on the Dale and Holly show now is that too much navel gazing is Kirk yeah, Manahan do yeah, too much yeah, navel gazing well you and I have talked about this yeah I and, and who am I to say? You're the one with the 15s and 16s. You obviously know what the hell you're doing. Don't bang on that. Uh, I, don't, I don't love as much of it as you guys do. But, man, how can I argue with but the I think results? You get, I think you get mad at it, though. Like, I think you get mad at us when we do it. No, no, I don't get mad. I think I, you do a little bit. I, I, you know, I, I think I wouldn't want to do what you do. Well, it's not like I— you, You've got to be a miserable person most of the time. <laughs> You have got to leave here what pissing kind of relationship and moaning. Do we, have? we have a great relationship. Right, People don't believe that, by the way. <laughs> they, they don't believe they, it. They think that that's you know, when bullshit I say or something. When I say that you're my radio dad, I mean it. You're my radio dad. <laughs> we, we, we get along fine, uh, but I just— I, Well, you get mad at me sometimes. It's I, okay. I, I don't blame I, you. Of course I do. I don't blame uh, you. I used to work with Eddie, and, uh, and Eddie was the most miserable person I've ever met in my life. Everybody was out to screw him. He was going to get them before he got them, you know, before they got him. I mean, he— You're worried he, that you're seeing this with me. There's a little bit of it there, you know, where, where you, you see beasties under the bed most of the time. Well, sometimes they're under the bed. Sometimes they are. Sometimes there's stuff you make up. Like what? Are you saying our show's fake? No, 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 no. Like I'm saying what? the beasties aren't necessarily always well, there. Well, like what? Well, yeah. I, look, as I said, you're, you're really good at it. I couldn't do it. No, I'm like but a, I'm like like a Howard Stern knockoff. I heard you say that. Well, yeah, you are. That hurt my feelings. You are. Well, you are. <laughs> I know. I mean, let's not lie about well, it. Well, I wouldn't. I'd it, say, you know I'd what? Say the act did pretty well for him, too. It's a little more nuanced than that, Dale. It's a little more nuanced. Nuanced? You have to read between when the you're lines. screaming, get out of the hallway! Yes. I don't want to see you! There's a, That's there's, pretty nuanced there's a second when you layer do that. that. Oh, is there? Guys like you just don't see. It's okay. Yes. If, if I were only more intelligent, That's I could true. come up with that exactly. other nuanced exactly. level. Exactly. But, so, but my point is, so you don't think that if you and Holly, let's, let's get Keith out of the, like, a couple days ago, it was just the two of you, right? Um... Yeah, Monday. Right. Monday. Monday. Good show. Liked it. If you guys had a 20-minute conversation where you talked about that for real on the air, you think that'd be good radio? Um, I think it's a little too much about me. I, I didn't want to do this. But it's, because this was a little too much about why me. why you turned it down so many times. Stop lying. <laughs> See, we can edit this. We're, we're, yeah, yeah, and, and, and you probably will. <laughs> or you'll tweet out, uh, finally, after eight tries of asking. Correct. Uh, this was the but first time get, I've you been asked. You really don't get mad when no. I do stuff like that. No, but I also know, you and I know. You love me. This was the, I do. Uh, this was the one time I got asked. and, and I, I know. I said to Ben, I said, you know what? I really have nothing to gain here. Well, that's not true. Oh, no, no. I'm going to lose. I'll do fine sitting in here well, with you. Let me you. set the Curtis and Ken timer. Yeah. Let me hear it. Yeah, absolutely. I'll do fine in here with you. You know, yeah. we'll have a conversation. We'll disagree. We'll go back and forth. We're adults. We can do that. Right. Uh, Ken and Curtis aren't adults. Well, they, are, they are sycophants. Well, Curtis has... They are... They are now, stop with the alcoholism thing. He's still a sycophant. His brain has been soaked He's with alcohol. He's still a sycophant. Okay, stop, he, they, stop, they, I'll they tell you, try, you, stop, you stop with the alcoholism thing, you just, you just got the cut for Ken and Chris. I, just, oh, I know. Did your and, job. and so we'll get it over with. Right. They try so hard to keep Kirk happy no. and don't have Kirk go off like a I rocket. Don't, I don't feel so that way. So I'm going to pull this audio. Hey, Kirk, do you hear what Dale said? Here, well, I'm going to pull this. I don't, so I know completely I don't well feel that, way. that both of them will try to make me look like an ass. When you and I did, and that's fine. When you and I did, now we're jumping all over the place. I have like 50 things I want to ask you. When you and I did shows together in 2011, 11, 2012, yeah. whatever it was, did you ever think that we'd be sitting here and I'd be running a show in the morning with Jerry and doing all these things? Or did you think... I. Th- this is, I, I didn't know which path. Oh, can I say, sorry. Oh, the fir- I, I apologize. I, I, I interrupted. No, no, you didn't. I actually interrupted you. L- let me apologize, please. <laughs> yeah. uh, you were the first person who ever said to me, ever, that I should be on the radio every day. 
You're the first person who ever said it to me. Wolf said it was never going to happen, and nobody ever brought it up. You were actually the first one. I remember this during a break, one of the shows we did. You said, you could do this every day, no problem. I didn't think that you would take the, the persona to where you took it, mm-hmm. but I knew you should be on the radio every day. Yeah. I knew you had interesting things to say. People wanted to hear you. Uh, you were fearless. Yeah, we had fun. And, and, and there was no doubt in my mind you should be on the radio every day. Did I think that you were going to, you know, become the, the primary host of the number one rated show in Boston? No. Uh, oh, shame on you. Well, I didn't, I didn't oh, really? see that. And I apologize I, for that. I'll bang on that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't see that coming, but to your credit, you guys did. We had a good year, though. We had a good time. It was, you, know, you, made, you and I got along fine. I mean, worth we still do. It's worth again, grand. People don't believe that, but, yeah, we, we actually do. So navel-gazing is not the Dale Arnold play. I hate talking about me. But why? People are interested in you. Uh, no. You're a host of Europe. <laughs> you've been doing this for forever. You've been doing this since I was two or three years old. Yeah, two or three years old. You <laughs> bastard. You're in broadcasting. Yeah. Uh, but you, no, but you people, you say that, but you know, you look at the numbers, you look at the ratings, you look at the clicks on certain things. You, I know you're a really smart guy. You know that's not true, that people don't care about it. That's, that's not true. If you and Holly had that discussion, people would care about it. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe you're right. Um, we've never discussed it, and you know, we just don't. Do a lot of, of you know, internal clocks type stuff. But maybe, maybe, maybe you're right. Maybe That'll never was... happen. Then. Oh, I didn't say that. Well, I'm I saying, just but said... it's just not the. Way, is that the way the show, the way the show is run right now? Is this a Dale Arnold run show? Is it a Michael Holly run show? The producers more involved. Who's sort of uh... the, uh, the 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 thirty for thirty Mike and the Mad Dog episode? Yeah, I'm in the power chair. But that only means that I run the. Yeah, I think that doesn't. That, that uh, was a big part of the podcast. Yeah, I, didn't, it, I, mean, the, I didn't get. I was like, it, it, all that means is that I'm the guy getting in and out in of and breaks, out of breaks yeah. and I'm hitting the call the the callers, right. only because I'm better at it. I mean, that's not a knock. It's just you know, it's a little complicated, right? And you know, there's a lot of stuff going on, and I just mechanically yeah, I'm better. No, at I mean, you're no Jerry Callahan when it comes no, to the phone. No, right. no, that's that's oh that's, lord, that's, the, that's, the technology that's, going that's, loose that's, in that brain. That's what happens. But who's? But I'm saying who's. It can't, it's obviously no show is 50 50 or 33 33 33. Sort of who sets the we tone. We try to it. make it I as know, close but it's, to that. But it's not. When we talk every morning at 1130. Wow. Jeez, Chad Finch is right about that. You guys work all day? That's how We don't do email chains. Oh. We like have a phone call. That's... We have a conference call. You know, with... did, you, did you guys talk about that story, though? Um, no. What the uh, fuck? I mean, what, I, why not? <clears throat> I know you didn't like that story. Of course not. So why not rip that story? Uh, I, I got no. There's, again, there's no way I can win. It'll, it'll make me feel better about me. But I do it. Yeah. It makes me feel better. I, I understand. And not much makes you feel better. But, you're so. smart, but, you, but you are a smart guy who knows you would have legitimate criticisms with that piece of journalism. Yeah. I, Why I, not outline those? I, I think that uh, until, we, until we get where we want to be, uh, I sort of want to lie in the weeds a little bit. You know, what I know and what they won't tell you is that, and you know this because you know the numbers too, we're closer than we've ever been. Mm-hmm. But they're still the 50,000-pound gorilla. Right. Until we knock off the 50,000-pound gorilla, I don't want to talk about it too much. Isn't the opposite supposed to be true, though? Isn't it? Yeah, second place is supposed to bark at them. Yeah, I've heard that. I mean, I've heard both ways. That's why I don't don't look down at the competition anymore. I just kind of escape my lane. You don't have to. I'm I'm, I'm as classy as you now. Yeah, Yeah. you're the guy who never takes shots at anybody (laughs) anymore. No, I understand. Those days are over. You and Fred had this whole thing going on all weekend long on Twitter. Did that not seem like a legitimately good idea to you, though? The the charity podcast. Yeah. Oh, I think it'd be great. Fifty fifty. I'd get, listen to it. I don't know where the. I don't. How do you monetize that? 
you raise you, you, you people we go do it somewhere at some bar or something you charge people 20 bucks a head or whatever you, if you make I'm a not thousand sure you bucks, doing a show in a bar is necessarily a great idea but you, you could listen, do it who knows it no. might 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 be more fun for me maybe uh, anyway so let's let's go before we go forward let's go back because okay. you mentioned him real quickly uh if i do you, do you ever talk to eddie Endelman? i saw him about two years ago yeah. um and i hadn't seen him in a long time uh, i was at milton's I, I, I was picking up uh, my tux that they had tailored for my son's wedding. Yeah. And Susan and I went to Milton's to pick up the stuff. And Susan said to me, she said, I think that's Eddie Andelman over there. And I looked, and Eddie was there with Judy. Mm-hmm. And I went over and stuck out my hand and said hello and gave Judy a kiss on the cheek. And, and uh, you know, we talked for a few minutes, nothing, you know, dramatic or anything. Fine. It's probably the first time we'd spoken in five or six years. And, uh, I mean, I don't even have his cell phone number. Really? I, yeah. I truly don't. Um, is, is it as bad? So Jerry would tell this. Jerry tells me the stories all the time. She you know I love this stuff. You guys would literally not talk at all. It was bad. The um, whole time? At the end, at, at the end of it, um, I went into Jason. Um, my contract was up. His contract was up within a month or so. And I went into Jason, and I said, look, this is not a negotiating ploy on my part. Uh, if you want Eddie to stay here, I understand completely, but i got to find another way to make a living. I can't do this anymore. Sounds familiar. Uh, six years yeah. I spent doing that show. So well, how I, many of those years were brutal? Five and a half. That first half was not bad? Or? Oh, no, that was the worst. He oh, was he got so moved. pissed. Right, right, right. He was so mad. But it, wasn't, but it was like almost like with you and Mutt in a way. He wasn't actually pissed at you. Oh, no, he hated the idea he was pissed at Glenn, right? Well, yeah, of course he was. That's but, what I mean. But he, but he hated the idea that, that he was in there with a co-host. Right. He hated So that, it wouldn't matter who it was, is what I'm saying. My job was to challenge him. Right. You know, when he would say something that was wrong, right. my job was to say, well, that's wrong. That's, that's not right. And, and he would get really mad at that. A great, would you say he's a, he's a great radio personality, though, at his best? In this town, yeah, huge. Yeah. I thought so growing up. Oh God, yeah, him and and Eddie and, uh, and Mark and Jim. And Mark and Jim, I mean, yeah. I mean they were they were great together. Did you know what you were getting into when it started? Uh, I knew I knew it was going to be tough. I didn't know how how it was going to be. The problem was they stuck us because he had a year left in his deal. Mm-hmm. They stuck us together. The numbers went through the roof. Right. And all of a sudden, he's getting a new five year deal, and I'm getting a, f- a new five year right. deal. Now you're stuck. And so now it's now we're six years into it. And I would drive to work every morning clenching the steering wheel. And I would drive home every day with my gut in a knot. Right. And I finally just, as I said, I went to Jason and I said, I, I can't make a living like this anymore. It's brutal. I mean, is, is, was it during breaks you just wouldn't talk? Almost never. Right. Uh, before the show, after the show, breaks. Nothing. I mean, almost never. The, probably the low point for me ever was right after the Super Bowl, the, uh, the Patriots lost to the Packers. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I didn't think Desmond Howard should be the MVP of the Super Bowl. Okay. And I said so. Right. And Eddie on the air said that I said that because he was black. Did he really? Yeah. And Rene Marchando, who was running our board at the time, sure. lovely guy, right. who's also black, black by the right. way. Yeah. Uh, and I looked at Rene, and I gave him the cut sign. Yeah. And he turned the mics off, and I took my headphones off, and I fired him off the wall beside Eddie's head. <laughs> And I went over, nose-to-nose, face-to-face, and I said, if you ever call me a racist on the radio again, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> what did he say? Oh, that's, that's not what I meant. That's, uh, I didn't imply that. And so we didn't say another word. Yeah. And then the break ended, and he basically tried to walk it all back. Right. Uh, but that was one of the, the truly low points um, when he called me a racist on the radio. 
When he says, uh, Ben, Ben, Ben Kitchens, the producer of this show, there's something squeaking over there. Can we, I don't know what that it is. It might be me. Is it you, Dan? Not that I know of, but. Can you be a goddamn professional for five minutes? I can talk into the mic, Jesus unlike Christ. Jason Wolf. So. Jesus Christ. Jesus. God. Sorry. I'm surprised you're so critical of Wolf being he's a white guy. That's weird. Given I know. Your, given, given your history. I know. I got to find a black guy to take off after. <laughs> so Eddie goes to 1510. Yep. Uh, you're happy. Where he was going to raise the bar. Right. right yeah. Well, he wasn't really, right? Well, yeah, Sean McDonough yeah, right, and the rest right. of them were going to raise the bar. Uh, and then Numi comes in. Yeah, loved Numi. And I loved, I mean, I worked with Numi at Comcast for a few years. He's I love Numi. Great guy. And you, the way you describe Eddie, you said he's the most miserable person you've ever met. That's just like a 180. Numi's the, the opposite. He's so it was, it was like such a relief for me right. to go from, you know, that kind of show that, I, that I've been doing. And now I'm going with Numi and he's fun. Was the show with Numi good, though? Um, was it as good as it, the show with Eddie, or was it better? Or was it? Di- I know it's different. It was. It was totally different. Uh, the numbers were about Why the same, not? right? So but I mean, did, but you, but you, I mean, it's, did it feel? We didn't have any competition at that point, so maybe right. it was just we were going to get the numbers no matter what. And then Numi's the one guy who just like said, "Screw it," right? He uh, he he made a hard negotiating line in the sand. Yeah. He thought that he was worth a certain amount of money. They didn't think so, and he just said, "I'm out." And I remember the last show we did together. Uh, we're in a break, the, one of the last breaks, and he's kind of, he's not sobbing, but he's real emotional. Really? And he says, I made a mistake. I think I might have made a mistake. Yeah. And I said, so don't go. Don't go. I mean, you, you know, there's nothing that says you have to leave. Right. They haven't hired anybody. Right. Just don't go. And he waited for a minute. He's, no, no, I said I was going to go. I got to go. And and he left. He's a, he's got some principles, man. This is around one of those Super Bowls too, because he told me the story. I don't know which one. Yeah, it was, it was Jacksonville around. or something like that. Yep. And he went in and Julie he told me some whole. Jeez, I, I wish I remembered it. But he's I, but when you talk to him, he's just he's one of those guys. Like he, he found now, he found another job. It, for him, you know, in the circumstances he was in, it was a little easier. You know, I had a wife no and kids, kids yeah, and yeah, 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 yeah. and you know, yeah. it, it was it was a little harder for, as no. much as I might have liked to take. He that probably had hard some dough stand. saved up. I, and and you know, he's one of the top handicappers in the country he could right. probably and i think probably does make a pretty good living just off that yes uh so the, obviously that was a that was a bullshit search for new like it was gonna be new all along yes right. oh yeah no no new was the was no. there was there one of those with holly i don't remember um holly was ended up being the second choice jackie was the first choice. we offered jackie mcmullen right. the job she took it she accepted it yeah and was going to come in and be the co-host and then she got cold feet you know, right just before we were going to announce it, and she said, you know, I know I said I was going to do it, but, you know, the, the commitment and, you know, I got to be away from my house. Because she's a great mom, you know. Right, it's hard. Yeah. Cares about her kids. And, you know, I got to be away from, from home in the middle of the day. She had kids who were athletes. She wanted to see them School, play. Yeah, it's and, hard. It's a hard, yeah. And so at the very last minute, she said, you know, I know I said I would do it, but I, I just can't. And she pulled out. And, right. And that's when Michael. Who, if, if Holly... It walked on, you know, got hit by a bus. Who would it have been then? Do you know? God, I have no idea. Yeah. Did you know right By the way, the Tangway story he told about Which one? (laughs) Exactly. Uh, Oh, the the Brady Bledsoe thing? Yeah. Yeah, that's not true? It's total bullshit. Whoa, 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 whoa. You're You're shocked to hear this. I know. No, no, I know. You're you're shocked to hear this. Um, You hate Tangway. um, I don't like him very much. Oh, he's a good guy. Really? Well, he's, yeah. Based on what? He's a friend of mine. I don't know. Don't you have some friends who are shitheads? I'm sitting with one. That's what <laughs> yeah. There you go. Tee Point it up taken. Tee it up. And, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, you know, I, I never went to Jason Wolf and said, I can't work with this guy anymore. And by the way, I didn't go storming out of the studio and slam the door be- 
because of a hot sports take? That does seem, I will grant you, that seems unusual. I, I mean, have I stormed out and slammed the door at any other time? I mean, come on. Uh, I'm trying to remember we worked together. There was that time I said you didn't like Rondo because he was black. And that yeah, that, was, would, that, be, that would be the one. Yeah. Did you fired it in my head. No, I don't remember that. Uh, but was Tangway in around that time? Is that why you said that? Yeah, well, he said that. I don't even Oh, know. okay. But, yeah, there was, he, but, but did you know right away with Hawley that it was going to work or no? I hoped. I mean, well, no, I mean, you know, he's making he's making a move to a medium that he'd never worked in before. Right. So, you know, I knew it was a smart guy. Uh, yeah. You know, I knew he was, you know, hip and happening and all that stuff. And, right. uh, and oh, by the way, I don't know if you know this, but he's black also. I, I don't look at skin color. Uh, so, yeah, I know. Apparently I do. Uh, so, yeah, I, I had hopes it was going to work. Yeah. And it didn't take long for him to get this medium, you know, pretty quickly. And he's been great at it. Uh yeah, so you guys wait. You guys are together for what, five years? No, not that long. I don't know, something like that. Something like that. So then, so now we sort of go full circle here. So you're gone. You're sort of in the wilderness for a couple of years. Three. Th- was it that long? Uh huh. Three years. I become a star while you're on the bench. Just you sure did. No coincidence. No. Finally Probably. got. Finally got. Finally got you away from I me. Stopped holding yes, down the man. Yes. Uh, and then all of a sudden, you know, the sulk thing ends as we take a pause to thank God for that. And this sort of weird search begins where they didn't they didn't know what the they didn't know what the fuck they were doing at that point. Remember they would have like Lou come on for a couple of hours, like after the midday show he come on. It was this weird sort of thing. Then all of a sudden you kind of started popping in with Holly more and more. And then it just sort of like they kind of said, Okay, I guess we have a show here, we're done, right? Phil called me in. I'd never met him. Didn't know him. Yeah. Um, he called me in. He he would he wanted to meet here, by the way. He didn't want to go to Fenway, he didn't want to go to the stockyard. I came in and sat in his office with him. And uh, and he kind of asked if if I had any interest in in going back on full time. Yeah. And I didn't know what he meant. You know, what, where was he talking about? What was he talking about? And right. uh, he asked, you know, about going on with Michael. And and I said, you know, I'd I'd be interested. I I feel like um, he sort of he the position I was in, uh, he sort of had me at a bit of a disadvantage. Uh, you know, I I I'd, I'd been hurting financially for three years. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. and you know, he signed me to sort of a approve me kind of deal. Right. Um, which is this is fourteen. Uh, yeah. Yeah. She's been back here for three years now. Yeah, the contract's up December thirty first. Jeez, there you go. So, so it's you. Is it just you and Holly at the start? Or was Jerry yep. already there? No, no, it's just it's just it a rotating just, third guy or no. No, we no, didn't really two. have a third guy. They decided they wanted to add a third guy. Do you buy into this? Because I, I don't know if I do. Does it matter if you're on at 11 o'clock in the morning or 3 in the afternoon? Does the show have to be different? I don't think so. I don't think so either. No, I've, I don't, I've heard that. I, your show, what you're doing in the morning, But would it be think successful ha- in the midday, though, if it's a good show? I mean, does it matter? Is somebody I, thinking it's 11, 12 yeah, right I don't now? Know. I, I don't know if it, would, if it would have the same dynamic. But why, you know, so why do you say that? Like, what, I think there's something about you know that first news of the day type of thing oh, which you yeah, guys play off of really yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I, I think there's something to be said for that. What did you, you and I had an awkward phone conversation right around then. What happened? There was something in the Globe or something that they had offered me the afternoon show. Remember, we had a weird talk. And yeah, it didn't I don't happen. I, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I, I mean, I, was I, I don't even remember what it was about or anything. Oh, I don't know. I. Do you know or not know? I don't. You know I, no, I truly don't. Oh, okay. Do you, are you, no, this is this is the safe space. I'm supposed to say whatever the truth is here, right? Well, you could say whatever you want. No, I would. If, <laughs> I if I could remember, I would. I, I, I remember don't you remember. being pissed at me about something, and we talked on the phone, and I was like, oh, that's not good. But I was never offered the afternoon show, ever. I did have a meeting about before you were full-time, before they even brought you back with Ordway, 
because I think they thought Holly might leave, but this was before this mm-hmm. was uh, this was like the first year I was on the morning show. It was already already wanted away from John at that point, but there was never it was never offered. I don't know. Anyway, are you enjoying this this sort of second act? Yeah, a lot. I mean, I do you appreciate it more because you didn't think it was going to happen? Oh, I thought I, I thought I was hooped. Yeah, I, right. I, uh, um, and in some ways, financially, I am. But well. but you know, I. I, I I survived. It, it was hard initially because there were a couple of people in particular, I remember, who celebrated when I got fired. Who? Let's hear some One was John Wallach on the air. See, now I've with heard. With Toucher from, and Rich. I've heard several people. He you, celebrated that really? I got fired. Because I know, you know, Mutt ironically told me that he had worked with him one time and said he was a giant asshole. He, uh, he had an issue. You know, he was doing sports on our show. Right. From Metro. He's at the Prue Center yeah, he doing do sports. Updates, yeah. And and we tried to kind of, you know, involve him and we hey, right. John, what you know, how you doing? We that would talk. Thing, yeah. That, yeah, that whole thing. And one time he asked Jason Wolf if he could go with us on a Patriots Monday to Gillette and do the sports down there. Right. And Jason asked us and we said, Sure, fine. Yeah, who cares? That's, yeah. that's that's fine. So we go down to Gillette on a Patriots Monday and we're we're getting ready. Vince Wilfork walks in, mm-hmm. regular weekly guest. Uh, Vince walks in to do the interview, and John starts asking him questions like he's the third host. Oh, jeez. Right. And I'm looking at Michael, and, and, you know, John's asking questions, and, and we, uh, we, the interview ends. And quite often, you probably have done this, too. You kind of walk your guest out. And, right. Uh, I walked Vince out into that control room down there at Gillette, and he says, who the bleep was that? Right. And I said, yeah, it's a sports guy. And, and so when we went back to the station, Michael and I told Jason, you know, he's not the third it's host. Awkward. And, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. And, and I think that's what he got pissed off at me about. He was, he was celebrating when I got fired on Toucher and Rich. He was so happy. Right. The other was Dave Portnoy, who, uh, who wrote it on Barstool. He was celebrating when I got fired. Uh, he did another piece when I, when I signed the deal after my contract was up and I signed the deal to keep doing stuff here and doing yeah. fill-ins and, you know, have some pride, man. Right. You know, how can you, how can you look yourself in the mirror? Uh, but he was pissed off at me because of the Brady kid thing. Oh yeah. yeah the, you know, he the posted the pictures of pictures, Brady's yeah, yeah. two year old, right. Naked pictures. And okay. You know, I, it's not the two year old pictures as much as, as you're making fun of a two year old's package. Oh, in fairness, he was being complimentary of the package. If no, he, he thought if, it should have been better, I thought, considering no, I thought he, he was Brady's I thought kid. He was a howitzer. No, but no. anyway, so I, yeah. I said on the air, right. come on. Yeah. Uh, he got pissed at me about that, has never forgiven me. Ironically, not long after that, he went on Stern. And right Stern after that. Like, Stern didn't like it. Stern killed him. I listened to it, yeah. He thought Stern was going to give him the attaboy, right. and Stern just killed him. Yeah, I mean, I like Dave, and he's been on our show a lot. That's the I've said to him. I said, I, you know, obviously it's the old. You have the right to do it. Me, I'm not I have, having a kid. A couple of kids, I would not be posting penis pictures of kids. I just, it's, I never understood it. Didn't think it was funny. Just never got it. Well, he had the opportunity when I got fired to unload both barrels, and he did. Well, that's not so bad though. John Wallach and Dave Portnoy. I mean, did people from a lot of people from the station reach out or no? Yeah, you no. Know, yeah. People at the station were nice. Yeah. The very first weekend show I did filling in. I was working with Steve Diossi, yeah, and we're in here on a Saturday or something. And uh, you know what that text machine is like, you know. Yeah. The, I don't look. I don't, the, I don't turn it on. The text machine, yeah, tough yeah. guys. And I was getting a lot of. I'm so glad you got fired. Right. And, you know, you're right. getting a lot of those. And I'm, I'm a big boy. I can handle that. And one of the texts that showed up says, uh, "You know your daughter that's at UMass." I bleeped her. 
By the way, everybody here bleeps oh, Jesus, yeah, yeah. So I show Diossi. Right. Now, I, I love Steve Diossi because, yeah. you know, the texters don't know that your phone number is right there. Right. Diossi's taking the phone number Jeez. down. He's going to call and rip this guy a new one. Right. And, uh, but people... Well, you can't. I mean, you know, that's different. But you can't. You can't. You, there, I mean, you have shitheads on Twitter and you text. And you yeah. Know, I mean, I, I listen. It's a to your unique show. dynamic, isn't but it? But I think you're, you get too worried about the text once in a while. Fuck them. Who cares? I don't even put it on. What's the point? I, I try to use them just as as you to know, keep the show pieces. stuff. Yeah. yeah. You know, hey, this guy's got an idea. What about this? Right. Uh, that sort of thing. I probably have been guilty in the past of looking at it too much. I've cut way back. Yeah. I don't use them as much because, frankly, most of them aren't that funny anyway. All right, thanks again for listening to the Enough About Me podcast. Actually, you know what? I'm really not thankful at all. You should be thanking me. You get this shit every week, these great podcasts, totally free. Do me a favor. Would you go to iTunes, download it, go to Stitcher, do the same, and leave a rating, leave a review. That's where you can help me out. This podcast is going to be number one again. I guarantee it, and you're going to help me along with the process. So for that, I guess at the end, maybe I will thank you. There's a lot of thank yous going back and forth. Here's the point. Fuck you. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law.